Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski here once again for our podcast, Growing in Grace. Man, we're glad that you found us. Thank you. We appreciate you sharing it out there. Growingingrace.org is where you'll find past archived programs. But no matter how you're coming across our weekly recording, we're just glad to have you along for the ride. The good news of Jesus Christ, Growing in Grace. Jesus did it all on our behalf. If you've ever wondered where you stood with God, as, as our intro talks about, then this is the place for you. Stop worrying about that. I mean, the, the, the cross got the job done. And uh, we've been in the middle of a series that we're going to continue on here. But uh, Joel, I, before we get into that, I did want to say, because uh, a few weeks ago, we brought up the subject of, of my book and a, and a paperback. And since that time, it is now available in paperback. So I, I just wanted to let people know that because I, I had a few messages come in to me and people offering to uh, recommend me to somebody or whatever. And, and I appreciate that. But we, we got it figured out on this independently p- published project. Of course, the ebook came out last May. But Clash of the Covenants on Amazon, I think that's, that's the only place you're going to find it. There's reasons for that. But Clash of the Covenants, Escaping Religious Bondage Through the Grace Guarantee. You can do the ebook thing through Kindle, or you can now get the paperback and even buy some copies and share them with people. Yeah, and tremendous reviews coming in for the book. And even in the short time now, as we record here, that has been available as a paperback, people have been buying multiple copies uh, so that they can share it with other people and, and hand it out uh, for the sake of other people. So that's really awesome. You can also, on the Kindle, you can buy it as a gift for somebody else as well. And it, that's it's just a really good idea to get this simple gospel message that the church needs to hear. I was talking with someone the other day about how the church— needs to hear the gospel. <laughs> you know, we, we assume that people in the church already know the gospel, but so many times they don't. And in this book, your book, much like our podcast, we're sharing the gospel to the church. And, and maybe an unbeliever, somebody who doesn't believe, will, will listen and will get something out of what we say, That's and that's wonderful. But mostly, we're here to share the gospel, the true gospel with the church, because the gospel message has really been kind of skewed a little bit and, and messed up. And not that we have all the answers, not that we know everything, but we do believe that we have a perspective that is helpful for people on the podcast and in the book Clash of the Covenants. So uh, we do help, hope that people will get their hands on the book and pass that along to other people as well as the podcast. Yeah, when you're on Amazon, just type in Clash of the Covenants. It'll pop up and you'll have your choice there. But yeah, you, you're right, Joel. It's, it is a book that's designed more for people who have been in church but I will say this, it can also apply to people who have had some exposure to church who haven't been in church for a long time, mm-hmm. but there's something on the inside that, that wants God in their life or a better understanding of God in their life. So that's what we do on the podcast here. Our, our podcast here is the book was really birthed from the podcast in many ways. What we do here is is a ministry to believers who have been trapped inside of a whole bunch of religious stuff that sometimes has very little to do with the gospel. And the more we do this program, Joel, the more I realize just how much church doctrine 
I'm just going to use some strong language here. There's a lot of church doctrine that's anti-gospel. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. <laughs> Joel, Joel's, prob- Joel's probably embarrassed now, and he said, where did I find this guy? I can't ruin believe it. you're I'm saying I'm going to ruin that. your reputation, Joel. <laughs> if, if it hasn't been ruined already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true because we, uh, what we believe we're teaching here and, and sharing here on this podcast is what we believe is the gospel, the simple gospel. And as we've been doing this series, summarizing the scripture, we've looked at things from the Old Testament. We went back to Adam. We, we looked at Abraham. We looked at the law. We looked at the Psalms and the prophets. And uh, something that we're going to move into this week is talking about... Now, a few years ago, back... Uh, it's it's about a couple years ago, uh, we did a series called Why Jesus Taught Two Covenants. And that right there is something that in the church is going to make some people gasp when they hear what we're talking about. This is one of those things where one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to help people to understand things like this, because today in the church, you'll open up your Bible, and Jesus said this, be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. And many people in the church take those as gospel. That's Jesus. Jesus said that, and so that is what how we're supposed to live. You know, Jesus taught the law, and so we're supposed to follow the law, because it was Jesus, our Savior, the Messiah, the one who died for our sins. He taught the law, and so that's what we're supposed to do, according to a lot of teaching in the church today. And so as we've gone through the Old Testament scriptures, what happens in the Old Testament, what we know as the Old Testament, is that they end with the prophets. And then, Cap, I know you've brought this out a lot on the podcast, then there's this page in our Bibles that says, the New Testament, or it might say the New Testament of our Lord Jesus Christ, or uh, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are the first four books of the New Testament, might be labeled as the Gospels. And so we get this idea that when the prophets end, the Old Testament ends, at least that section of the Bible, and then now we move into Matthew and the life of Jesus. Well, now this is Christianity. This is New Covenant, because it says it right there. It says the New Testament, or it says the Gospel of Matthew. And we miss out on some of these things that Jesus taught, where he had actually not come at first— as a New Testament preacher, as a gospel teacher, but as someone who was born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, and that was the people of Israel. And so we'll talk about that this week and uh, see where this takes us. It's a big deal. I didn't used to understand this 20, 25 years ago when I first heard it from a grace teacher, but he would use the phrase, we need to shift our thinking to an entirely different paradigm Paradigm was kind of a a new word to me, but it basically takes you to a whole different dimension where you begin to experience or see things from an entirely different perspective. And that's what we need to do here with what you were just talking about. And one way to begin doing that is to realize that the New Testament page, in some cases, you know, like an old King James Bible or something like that, it might even say something like the will and testament of our Lord Jesus Christ, that New Testament page, it's in the wrong spot. Hmm. You see, because 
for those of us who believe that uh, the written word, this thing we know as the Bible, is the word of truth given by inspiration of God through his spirit, if we, if we believe this is the written word of God, that it is truth, this thing that we call the Bible, I think there's a case to be made that that page was not given by inspiration. It's not scripture. Mm-hmm. It was put in there by the publishers. We, we realize this has been compiled into what we, even though it's made up of many different books written by many different people, we put them all into one book called the Bible. And um, when we have this book in our hands, we don't really stop to realize that this book was, the, the writings were compiled and they were published. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Bible just didn't magically appear with, you know, to start raining Bibles out of heaven. <laughs> um, people put it together, transcripts and different things from over time. And then they put the Bible into book form, and, and it was published. And some things were, were added by publishers. That is one of those things, the New Testament page. It shouldn't be there. Imagine, I'm not saying you have to tear it out, although I've heard stories of people doing it. Uh, but imagine that page is not inserted between the book of Malachi and Matthew. Get out of the New Testament concept during the those four books of the Gospels, because much of the time, I'm not saying all the time, but much of the time Jesus was ministering Old Covenant, Old Testament law to Jewish people who were under that law, and some of what he taught was never meant to be quote-unquote Christian teaching for people to abide by. You, you just mentioned a couple verses, and you know, the mindset, Joel, is the paradigm from which most people are positioned is that these are red letter verses. This is Jesus teaching us when he was really teaching them, the Jewish people who were in bondage under the law. And he came to what? Minister the law to elevate it and to also share the good news and to get the Jews to repent. That is to change their thinking from what they had been doing, trying to establish their own righteousness through works to coming into a new testament of grace. And when we say testament and covenant, they're really interchangeable. They are the same word in the Greek. So you can keep that in the back of your mind, because sometimes in English Bibles, they're translated one way or the other. Right, yeah. The the same word in Greek is translated differently in English as either will or testament or covenant. And speaking of that word, the book of Hebrews talks about this. It says, for where there is a testament... There must also be of necessity the death of the testator. This is Hebrews 9.16. And then verse 17, For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. Well, Jesus is the testator that's being talked about here. And the New Testament came into effect after he died. But before he died, before he died, he had this ministry of law to those who were under the law. Like I said, he was born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. And he even said, just as part of his ministry, going to the book of Matthew here, Matthew 10, when Jesus sent out his 12 disciples, he said, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He sent them out first to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
He had a ministry for them. He says, don't go the way of the Gentiles, that is, non-Jews. Anyone who's not a Jew, anyone who's not of Israel, you're not going to them. You're going to those of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then later on, he himself said in Matthew 15, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, he wouldn't turn Gentiles away, like in this case. It was the woman who had a daughter who was severely demon-possessed, and he didn't listen to her. His disciples said, send her away, and he said, I'm not sent to you. I'm, I'm, I'm sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she kept on persisting. She worshiped and said, Lord, help me. And he said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dog's She said, yes, Lord, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then he said to this Gentile woman, O woman, great is your faith, let it be to you as you desire. But the point here is that his ministry overall was not to Christians. It was to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so we'll pick this up next week because this is important stuff. I mean, if you go picking up your Bible and reading various words that Jesus said and try to apply them to your life in Christ today, you're going to take words that were meant to be applied to only to Israel under the law, and you're going to try to apply those to your life, and you're going to get messed up. There's a lot of that messed up teaching in the church today. And we're hoping, again, our our goal here is to kind of clear some of that stuff up. So uh, stay tuned next week on Growing in Grace, and we'll talk more about this ministry of Jesus to those who were under the law and uh, why he did that, and then, of course, more about the, the actual New Testament, the actual New Covenant. So stay tuned for all of that on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.